0: the maddest touches. I'm your host Chris Tusa and this is Touches another episode, another weekend of the jump season to cover. We were back last weekend at Cheltenham mixed bag to start the season. How did you feel that it went?
1: Yeah, well, I knew it probably wasn't gonna be a good day when the uh, the first horse that I mentioned, scriptwriter, having said it was a no bet race, uh, went and won. I thought that was a that was probably a sign for the rest of the day, and so it turned out really. Um we did have uh, one winner in the form of who won? Banbridge. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though that shortened up a bit after a couple of came out, but winner nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, mixed bag. But we go again this weekend, though. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the cards, I don't think it's any uh, or easier to find any value. Let's say.
0: Although I do think you, you know, you're slightly dulling down the Bambridge bet we were, we were both pretty bullish on him. I think Joseph O'Brien bringing one over to Cheltenham had form at the festival, looked pretty good. And at that price, you could have nabbed 72. If you were early enough, then you might not have even been affected by the, uh, horses ahead of him in the market coming out. I think it was one horse at the top that came out. So, mm. you know, two is a good, good winner. And, um, you know, if you, if you'd only backed that one and a couple of others, you would have maybe come out with a tiny bit of profit. So, uh, I'd say it's kind of a platform from which we can which we can grow, and looking forward to a big season of uh, jumps racing,
1: potentially this weekend, not the best for value bets, though. Not the best for value bets, but definitely the best for, I guess the purists out there. You know, there's some big, big horses coming back on show. we've got uh, we'll be covering Apple Tard, Constitution Hill. Uh, long press as well you know these are these are Cheltenham and Aintree festival winners so very exciting to see them back uh, early season and yeah we we'll, we'll try and find some value for you but can't promise anything.
0: Galahad Quest what happened to him two more four I thought that was your speciality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah new listeners to the podcast will be disappointed with that one uh we're back to the drawing board but uh but no I think uh that that stuff early season's difficult you need to piece together the, the the bits of the jigsaw so with a bit more form in the book later in the season i can see those starting to fire and yeah uh, yeah we'll, I, we'll get a few winners
0: i think so i think you know we allow the horses one run so we'll allow you one run Thanks, if, you, if you don't pick the winner uh, for the Shit. next two mile four chase you, uh, you could have a, a different thing
1: coming uh well, let's hope we don't get to that point though mm. uh john bond huge performance midweek yeah really impressive right i mean um it was just a nice round of jumping he looked really good uh i think connections had said they've been waiting to see something like that so uh that's encouraging he obviously was a very decent hurdler in his own right last year uh was in behind constitution hill in the supreme um but yeah definitely a good one and they've always had high high expectations for this one so yeah, interesting to see him going chasing. It was routine. I mean, it's a three runner at Warwick. It's not it's not going to knock your socks off, but um no, he did it in good fashion. So yeah, exciting. Uh two numbers, 27 and 36. What's the link
0: and why is it interesting? <laughs> uh
1: 27 and 36. There was a 27-year-old trainer. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, a 36-rated horse. This is mental actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh I did see this. So uh, this trainer was getting his maiden win with a thirty-six rated horse, which is technically ten pounds out of the out of the handicap. So had to carry ten pounds <laughs> heavier than he was technically like sort of rated as as in his ability. So I mean, absolutely incredible that story. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Cool. And was was there a gamble on? Don't even know. Maybe, possibly. Usually, when that happens,
0: it's just a freak accident, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They'll have. You know, they would have been saying. <laughs> Up and down the well, country after that one though. Yeah, too you bad. know, did did you know that they're still partying
1: in Ireland? <laughs> where Shane is. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh yeah, in fairness the, the Guinness trainer, is still flowing. The trainer said uh the trainer said it was a bit of a shock to him even, so uh yeah, may, maybe not, but uh but it looks like uh Ivan Tony may have had a bet on it.
0: Yes. I would have thought he probably did. Sounds like he's had a bet on a few things. <laughs> yeah. Uh I always find it weird with, with footballers, like yeah, I mean, it's tempting because you're involved in it. You're, you've got an edge, but that's why you're not allowed to bet in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ivan's probably thinking, oh, I've got such a good selection here. I'm not allowed to do it, but I'm yeah. really confident it'll win. <laughs> I mean, oh,
1: they won't notice. But like, do you remember when, like, it wasn't even that. It's not even that stuff, though. Do you remember when Daniel Sturridge went to West Brom and yeah. um, he got his mates to bet on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, and um,
0: like, Kieran Trippier when he went to Atletico as well. He was like, lads, <laughs> you can you can pay for your flights out to Madrid with the winnings. So,
1: it's so stupid. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, come on. I'm not even allowed to bet on football. Which is kind of mad yeah. because I work for a football club. So, yeah, I'm not That's, even, crazy.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. That's uh, crazy. Supposedly, I saw a tweet today uh, claiming that Qatar have paid eight Ecuadorian players a total sum of $7.4 million to so, throw the first game. That is. What,
1: where do you see this? On Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such bollocks. Surely.
0: Well, we'll see. The guy had a blue tick. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, everyone can get a blue tick now. You can buy it. Yeah, it costs eight dollars a month. Enough, yeah. Uh But the guy had blue tick. Don't know if you
1: had it before or not. <laughs> but I, it w- I would not put it past the Qataris. You know? Oh, oh no way! Yeah, obviously it, that, that 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 would. I mean, <laughs> they literally paid to get this World Cup. So yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh And uh Qatar are still. Uh, nine to four to win that opening match so if you do see any validity to the tweet that i was explaining then uh, there could be a shade of value in that one uh enough on the news though let's look ahead at this weekend where we have the betfair chase the return of the gold cup winner at best horse in training
1: on the on the jumps um got to be out there i mean gold cup winners <laughs> tend to tend to sort of hold that spot or there are thereabouts um definitely very good was impressive in this last year as well um opening up uh his campaign with a really impressive win um with royal behind in behind in second um i mean he goes here with really really solid credentials to be fair he hadn't actually previously been trained to sort of win first time out um he hadn't ever won uh first time out for the season but <clears throat> last season bucked that trend and i imagine given this is a, a grade one you know straight up De Bromhead's gonna have him ready um he'll be very hard to beat I'm sure
0: yeah you've got it you've got to think that he will be I mean if we're we're looking at the market at the moment Aputade is four to seven favorite protector X threes Bristol to my sevens Eldorado Allen is sixteens, thrown on 20s
1: it feels like a stronger field than last year what, that, um yeah that's what I was gonna say to be fair I think like uh, of the of the years gone by like bristol dema is a is a what three time winner of this race yeah. um and he's a lovely horse but he excels at this track in this particular race uh and yeah maybe not with the stiffest of op- opposition i think you know if you've got frodon down at, at the bottom of the market there that's a strong enough renewal. And even Eldorado Allen I quite liked on uh, on reappearance against Brave Man's Game. Well, that, I mean,
0: that that was the interesting one for me here. If you could get a really big price uh, and you can get two places or something in the each-way yeah, market, yeah. then Eldorado Allen is interesting because came second last time against Brave, Man Game, Brave Man's Game, who in theory, you know, is a really, really top draw three-mile chaser. So... Mm we'll see we'll see I think Eldorado Allen the way he won at Newbury when we were there last year was was impressive mm. so yeah I mean Aplutard gold cup winner won us last year it's a it's a pretty safe safe play
1: mm. um that's, but... that's what I thought but yeah Eldorado Allen I agree interesting Joe Tizard struggling to find form at the moment which is a bit of a shame a bit of puts me off slightly but yeah I think Aplutard difficult to beat Eldorado Allen maybe may give you a bit of fun for for the places but we'll see. yeah yeah it's going to be uh a
0: really good to have that grade one up at haydock i absolutely love that race uh earlier in the card run for oscar is back for charles burns the uh Cesaric winner who was a huge gamble for them so it's good to see that one back currently installed as the market favorite with a five pound claimer i think that kind of says it all yeah. charles burns lining one up again maybe not any value in that bet but uh, interesting nonetheless so definitely keep your eyes on that one more shorties over ascot uh the 205 long press is 4 to 7 favorite hitman currently in here at second uh at 5 to 2 second favorite but we must point out he is also entered in the 150 at ascot uh, up at haydock where harry cobden's booked to ride so do you think Hitman's more likely to go to go to Haydock?
1: I mean, he has odds-on favourite for that Haydock race, which would suggest that that yes, that is the case. Uh, I think at this stage of the season, if you're um, if you're nickels, you're probably gonna want to avoid long press I, I I don't know, but uh, that that would be my read of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Hitman's pro- probably gonna go to Haydock. Um, it's it's interesting though. I wonder. And I looked at the forecast.
0: Uh, earlier today and it's meant to be quite dry over the the next two days and i think with long press if there's a a condition to beat that one on then it is definitely when the ground is is good i remember last year at Cheltenham, um long press was punted off the boards in that race because it literally rained for 24 hours before um so, you know, that's definitely one thing to note. And there has been a little bit of money for Hitman in from fours to five to two. So we'll see how the market plays out. But clearly, you know, one to two favourite and Cobden book, booked up at uh, at Haydock is a telling sign. Do you think anyone else has a chance in that race? St. Calvados uh, now running in the David Maxwell colours. That's going to be an interesting one this season.
1: Yeah, really interesting that he's he's bought that horse. Um I don't know where he made his money, but he's obviously got enough of it because he buys some nice horses for himself. Uh, it's a great living. It's, it's quite fun, it's isn't it? Living. Yeah, just go buy some horses, then ride them yourself, and like <laughs> probably you know dominate those amateur races, and then actually come up. You know, you can put a fight up against the big boys. I mean, yeah. this is a grade two ride, so it's not bad, is it? Yeah, I know. Well, we should find
0: out actually where he made his money. Uh,
1: yeah, because
0: uh, it's be nice to know. It is nice to have. Very yeah. I mean, maybe we should get him to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that race, it probably looks like a formality, to be honest, for long Press. Yeah. Uh, especially if there's a little bit of rain, although it's yeah. not forecast at the moment.
1: I just want to say it's annoying because I did, I looked at this race uh, early this morning on my way to work and um, Dash or Drash was still in there at uh, a decent price. Loves Ascot, that horse. Loves Ascot, that horse. Um, Really does love Ascot. And um, Jeremy Scott, the trainer, was in good form. So I was quite liking him up against Lompress for that one. But without him in here, I can't really see anything beating Lompress. Yeah,
0: I think I I do agree. Uh, Moving down the card, the 240 is the return of the king constitution hill is back one to four favorite uh why don't we just remember what happened last year uh 33 to 1 i sat next to a a great man called reggie at the thoroughbreds dinner at the the jockey club in london and he handed me the bet365 account across the table and said mate you gotta back this (laughs) Have what you want on it. And I I didn't actually put that much on in the end. I had a little little poke. Um enough interest to to enjoy the race. And we got closer and closer to the day and I was just like, It can't win, surely. Mm. Can't win. So it was five to two or something, and then went off probably seven to four maybe or Yeah, yeah I think so. One by, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by half the track.
1: One by half the track. It was it was genuinely mental. Um and yeah, we actually we listened back, didn't we, to that to that episode for the Cheltenham preview last year? And you you said you said to the listeners, you said, and, and we apologise for this. You said, don't back because I've backed to thirty threes and it's just bound to not win. I think you're getting in your own head at that point. Um, we knew it was a good thing, and wow, it proved to be just the case. Um, I mean, this horse is an absolute animal. Yeah,
0: com- complete machine, rated one
1: seventy now. After only one
0: season over the hurdles, I think this could be a real superstar. And the Coral Hurdle looks like a really good starting point for him. Going to get good ground. Uh, Nikki's horse has been running okay at the start of the season. Brewing up a storm. Second favorite fives. Goshen, the absolute uh, wreckhead, is eight. <laughs> for pleasure, Alex Hales always gets this one into a place at 40s at uh, 66 for uh, Skelton and Bridget Andrews God I mean you've got, you've got to be scared if Constitution Hill loses this I mean that sort of sport over time now everyone's just going to lose interest
1: I mean to be fair it would be it would be possibly a bit disappointing uh, <laughs> to put it lightly yeah to put it lightly but yeah I mean come on he can't be losing this one this, this would no. just be a routine walk out for him and then go on to bigger things right? yeah I mean, the way that he jumps and the way that he quickens is
0: just electrifying. Doing it on soft ground last year in that uh, race at Sandown. I mean, the hairs stand up on the back of my neck just thinking about it. I was actually sitting in the car uh, just outside chipping Norton when he made his debut. And he was on the drift. I think he started at threes, you know. And we had had quite a big bet on that on, on debut. But, like, the drift was very disconcerting. And... I think it was was it Might Eye? Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. that. The Harry Fry horse was it mm. was was kind of was went on favourite. It was, yeah, yeah. And the two pull into the straight head to head. And I'm like, oh my god, Constitution Hill travels. Mm. No, and yeah. he just picked up and went, what well, it must have won by ten, eleven lengths. It was really incredible and probably started off what well, was
1: one of the great seasons for a for a juvenile hurdler. Mm-mm. It's quite funny now. My Mai- tie is running five season or whatever novice Hadler. Novice Hadler, yeah. My tie is running um, in that race against Run for Oscar Haydock, the pre- yeah. the premier handicap, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and to think that he went off a shorter price than Constitution Hill.
0: Well, there, there's funny. a I mean there, there's a couple of interesting form lines. The going back to the Hitman race earlier as well. Hitman obviously finishing second. Gar Law in third, who won the the big race, the Paddy Power up at Cheltenham on Saturday. So. Hitman—that's definitely a boost to his form, as well. Granted, only a handicap that day. Um, or no, actually, I think it was Grade Two. You know, um, but yeah, another another form line there. Let's let's move on. Though it seems like Constitution Hill, we can probably conclude is gonna win that race to the three fifteen. Where I I think one of my favourite horses in training—you love him, Edward Stone—is uh, coming back. At three to one, Boot Hill seven to two, having one last time for Harry Fry. Uh, so Scottish Emmett Mullins seven to two, time White for Nichols nine to two, Frero Bamboo for Venetia Williams eight. Third time, Lucky. What a horse that was. Um, nines before midnight for Sam Thomas. Uh, Twelves. Catali Briggs twenties. Moolah Gold brings up the rear at twenties as well. Um, awesome racist actually quite competitive some good good horses so scottish on a on a run uh how do you see this one faring edward Stone, such a good jumper
1: i love edward Stone. i think yeah Arkle cool winner last year uh he's, he's a very very good horse um found gentleman gentleman to me um too good at, at aintree but <laughs> was still a very good horse um actually gentleman to me went disappointed last weekend which was which was a shame um but yeah, Edward Stone definitely looks good. I thought um a course and distance winner that was interesting at a bit of a bigger price uh, was maybe before midnight. Um I mean I, I love I love the course form. Uh, always always takes my eye. I think <laughs> admittedly Sam Thomas not in the best of form at the moment. Um but he, he can get it right. He's 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 turning into quite a good trainer, actually, uh, lining these ones up. I think, um, or has over the last couple of seasons, anyway. So, before midnight, he's had a run this season as well. Ad that was a that was a third in a in a Grade Three here, um, <clears throat> behind Time White and Frero Bamboo, who who reoppose. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think with a run with with that run, freshening him up a bit, he could he could come and, and produce a bit of better form at a, fo- at a course he likes.
0: It's that it's that classic. Uh, you know, Nichols will come in with that nine to two time white who beat before midnight last time. But I always think that the Nichols horses run very well uh, first time out in the yeah. new season. He's yeah. just a very good trainer at getting that going. So time white is understandably going to be bet quite hard here and. I completely agree, you know, 12 to 1 about before midnight is probably a shade of value. I I love uh, Edward Stone as a horse. I'm not sure that threes, you know, off off top weight is necessarily going to be a really strong bet, but you look forward to a really good jumping performance here and hope that he returns in the form that he closed out uh, last season with those runs at, at Cheltenham and Aintree. Uh, that would probably be where my my hat would hang but i won't have a financial incentive in this race i don't think potentially uh you know have a little play on the the treble with all the shorties but i wouldn't really recommend that yeah i don't i don't
1: anyone i don't think you even bother like i think it's one of those ones for just watching the racing this weekend um there's a there are a lot of exciting horses coming back out for their reappearance runs this season and um, it'll set it up nicely for the rest of the season so my advice for this one at least uh, and i'm sorry if you've listened all this way for some expert tipping advice but uh my advice would be to leave it keep your powder dry for for later in the season where we can have a bit of fun Moving away from the racing, I guess, just before we close. Wait, what about the Morgiana, actually? Just to say, on Sunday, Morgiana, big hurdle race in, in Ireland, at oh, Punchestown. Um Haven't seen the markets for that yet, but the classics have sort of entered up. You know, Sharjah, Saudia, who, who run in it sort of every year. Sharjah, twice a winner of this now, won last year. Uh, and then uh, some, some exciting sort of yeah, Voban, uh, the return, Voban, Sir Gerhard, you know those those types. That...
0: It'll be awesome. I mean, Willie Willie Mullins will train about five
1: horses in the race. He, he probably will have every single horse in that race, genuinely. And um, Rich, Rich, you'll have half of those.
0: For me, they're always difficult races. I think Voban's unbelievably exciting, um, but is it Charger that's always under bet? There's one. But do you who's remember? A I, tip, really good I, I tipped Charger.
1: Bet. I tipped Charger last year, uh, and the race completely collapsed. I think I tipped Charger at something stupid, a silly price, and then I think there were three horses left in the race, like Charger, Echoes, in Rain, and and one maybe Saudi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because all the principles had come out. I can't remember who it was. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's the it's the old boys up against the the new the new wave. But yeah, they're, they're random races if you can get an
0: angle um, once the market opens then usually backing one of the older Mullins horses plays uh, to get a little bit of value because the, the younger more exciting ones always get bet uh, quite hard so moving away from the racing before we close one big game in the rugby union this weekend England versus New Zealand the All Blacks are back in town uh, we'll be hearing the Haka. God, it's going to be good. 5.30 kickoff at Twickenham. The first time they've been here, I think, since sort of 2019, pre-COVID, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was that day when Courtney Laws charged down the ball and was deemed to be just offside, although there was, there was really nothing in it. Um, it's, it's, it's going
1: to be a great game. How do you see it finishing up? Do you think England got a chance? i really don't know to be honest I don't, I don't follow rugby beyond um ben and tom curry if I'm, if I'm completely honest so don't know how new zealand are at the moment i think they're probably quite good maybe yeah um, i mean they're, they're they're
0: good scotland took them pretty close to be honest but then really? um new zealand did pull away at the end they're always good they're always very good in the last 20 minutes mm. and england recently haven't been that good in the last 20 minutes so it's a tough one new zealand are currently favorites and I think, on balance, you, they probably should be favourites. But it's that like five thirty kickoff at Twickenham
1: Mate, on a Saturday in lights. November. Yeah. It will
0: be dry. It will be cold. It will be crisp. You just know that atmosphere will be good. Mm-hmm. You know it will be good. And it's it's different. It's not a three pm against Tonga or Fiji or whoever. Oh. It's it's the All Blacks. They're in town. It's a good point. And England are very good at preparing themselves for the big games. They did it in the semi-final in the World Cup in 2019, and I think that the All Blacks will actually be quite scared coming here. Yeah, they yeah. won't be. Ha- they won't have that bravado they would have had when they go up to Murrayfield. They'll be. They'll be worried about this game because they know England will be up for it.
1: Yeah, very good. Very very good point. Um, well, I'm excited anyway, and uh, I can't wait to see how this one plays out. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see on Saturday. I can't wait to to cheer them on there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend of sport. Any closing remarks from you? Yeah. Who do you think is going to win the World Cup? Wow. Jeez. Footballers obviously. I guess this is the uh last chance we'll have before the the World Cup kicks off on Sunday. Oh, if I had to put my house on it, I think maybe Brazil to be really boring i don't know i really don't know you (laughs) can get fours you can get fours you can get fours i don't know i feel like england are becoming value they're 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 more under bet than they have been exactly exactly i think they're becoming value um i I feel loads of teams have uh weaknesses france got a lot of injuries no like it's it's the first of its kind the winter world cup they've stopped the premier league season halfway through it's an absolute travesty that's happening at this time Mm. clearly massive massive wrongs uh environmental human rights everything Mm -hmm. is a farce they're air conditioning the stadiums like uh, mind-blowing that this can actually happen in the 21st century but it is and i'm sure it will end up being quite enjoyable and the stadiums will never get used again yeah and the whole thing will be a complete joke and Saudi Arabia will then get the next world cup because they'll say the whole thing was a massive success um yeah I I feel really strongly about it I think it's it really shows the worst in humanity that it's happening in Qatar some places on the earth are, are just not suitable for a football world cup and that's fine Qatar have had some great boxing matches there you know you can hold other sports events but a football world cup where you Six thousand people or something have died in the constructions of those stadiums. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. Um, it doesn't sit well. Yeah, no, it not. doesn't. Who do you think is going to win, though? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. I just drew. I drew Portugal in my uh, office sweepstakes, so I'm kind of happy with that. I like. I like Portugal, so long as Ronaldo doesn't play. Like Ronaldo will be the person. Like for all he claims, he's the best player in the world, etc. He is literally like, the problem. He's the problem. He was the problem at Juventus, he's the problem at United, and he's the problem for the Portugal national team. And the sooner he realises it and sooner everyone else realises that, the better, I think. Um, you know, he is... It, I mean, he he masks it by the fact that he does score goals, but but there's a wider problem. What and did you think of the interview with Piers Morgan? We watched Snippers of it last night. I, li- I literally couldn't watch it. I just think, like, if you are that narcissistic, it, it's, it's like... It's genuinely concerning for like humanity. Um, not just him as well. Piers Morgan. It's also <laughs> like, as in, the, some of their conversations. It was all like me, 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 and like I. I can't. They, they, I, I was. They didn't need the camp. They should have actually turned off the lights. Those <laughs> guys were getting pretty into each other. I, I honestly, I couldn't, I could not believe it. And, and the, the some of the stuff that he dared say about just other people. If you, I, I don't know, like things like saying that you're better looking than Wayne Rooney, like. Like what, like, what even is that? What complex do you have mm. that you need to, like, say that in public to validate that statement? Like, yes, he, he is better than looking the way yeah. really broadly. But, like, I mean, the fact that he has to say that because he is so arrogant. We, like, we, we spoke uh, as the
0: when the cameras are off, off the record last night after that interview and agreed that Ronaldo's PR team have done an unbelievable job over the last 20 years to show that he's actually uh, not the wanker that he is. <laughs> like he's so
1: arrogant, uh, yeah. it, it was awful. <laughs> but it's, it's like, I think you can be arrogant so long as you're successful. And he's, uh, and, well, sorry, you can't be arrogance. Arrogance is a bad thing. You can't, you shouldn't be arrogant, but people will ex- be far more accepting of it so long as you are successful and you are winning trophies and you're at the top of your game he has now just replaced his great footballing ability with being a massive problem and a nuisance for every single thing he touches um and people will not accept anymore you know united united fans are siding with with eric ten hag and they're siding with with the with the other players you know they're not siding with him um and thank god for that because you know you're pretty deluded if you think that he, and and look don't get me wrong he makes some good points like there are, there are there are ways in which that you know, maybe the club has not sort of progressed as um as maybe expected. You should
0: have got him a jacuzzi faster.
1: Yeah, but he, well, that's the problem. He, he's actually he's actually sort of um dissing my work, which I'm pretty disappointed by. But <laughs> but I can accept that. Um, but but it's the way in which he goes about it. You know, he's trying to say that they're pushing him out of the club. He tried to leave in the summer. Like you know, he was the one who's trying to leave, and he wouldn't leave because no one wants him because no one needs him because no one needs a Ronaldo anymore.
0: Yeah, anyway. It seems that it's got to that stage where football has kind of moved on from Ronaldo. Yeah. Football's still there for Messi. Like, football love Messi. Maybe Messi's not as good as he was, but football hey, still love Messi. Because, Ronaldo's
1: just a problem now. Because Messi adapts. Messi changes his position based on the current trends in football. Ronaldo's going to always try and be the same goal scorer that he always was, and it just doesn't work these days.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It is. Um, it's a shame. Hopefully...
0: Portugal get knocked out in the group stage and Ronaldo's finished um, but for you obviously hopefully Portugal win for me hopefully the Qatar World Cup is a massive failure yeah <laughs> uh, same. but England win um, that's all for this week some really really exciting stuff up at Haydock and Asker and Twickenham uh, that's all for this week though it's a goodbye from me
1: Tris and it's a goodbye from me Charlie goodbye